An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I think that is true of, of our painters, sculptors, poets, musicians. I, it's as I'm concerned, it's their choice. But I choose to reflect. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Female Gaze, episode one. This is the this is the first. This is the this is the pop of the cherry. I'm Molly. I'm Chrissy. And there you have it. Yeah, that's all you need to know, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, as you have obviously read in the description, we are your two favorite unknown female filmmakers. I almost really struggled with that. You feel me, El? Feel me, Um. Nobody, 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 you don't say it that often is the problem. (laughs) There we go. We don't (laughs) enter, enter into the, the full, full, or the shit, the, the axis of what female gaze is about. We are going to talk about female filmmakers, female auteurs, female actors, and touch a, occasionally touch on some decent men. A few exceptional men here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Non-binary filmmakers as well. Um, but, like, mostly a focus on the women of it all. So, mm-hmm. with that, I guess we should let our audience, which is just our Instagram followers. Uh, <laughs> hi, guys. No, uh, What's hi. up, Mom? Hey, Gracie. Um, (laughs) um, A little bit about ourselves. Um, So, like, I feel like we've kind of always sort of bonded over um, movies. That's been, like, the unifying thing. Oh, absolutely. Do you remember the the steak place where you basically make your own steak that lasted for two seconds in Searcy, Arkansas? Yes. Oh, my God. That's we I remember I feel like about 50 percent of that of that friend date was like talking about Francis Ha. It absolutely was. Oh, my God. I forgot we went there. We only got sides. I remember we I got only got sides. Yeah, because I, I don't think either of us were eating meat at the No. Time. And we, went, we were like, let's check out this steak place. It was yeah. like a combination steak and frozen yogurt shop. That's right. It also <laughs> had frozen yogurt. Anyway, What movies. a weird thing. Um, yeah, yeah. We definitely were just like pontificating about Francis Ha and not eating steak at the steak place. Like... Or, or frozen yogurt. That's so telling of, like, who we are. Absolutely. <laughs> like, we, very much, like, wanting to be involved in the thing, but, like, not being down with... <laughs> I don't know if that itself. makes sense at all. <laughs> it's like it's like we are want to be involved with the thing, but we have to have our own version of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, there we we're go. S- we're special souls. We're spirited women. We gotta exactly. Like, Going to have some... Our, I mean, you're you're an Aries, right? Yeah, apparently. You're, you're an Aries. I'm Aquarius. Like we're very strong-willed people. Um, Absolutely. And I have a god complex. So. <laughs> I I can't say the same, <laughs> but I will say, Molly, you can be my god. Oh. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> I mean, she is a woman, so why god not? God is you? a woman. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Any 
anyway, so yeah, our our friendship sort of blossomed in Cersei, Arkansas, and now it exists sort of in this um, third space only online because we don't get to see one another because you live in um, New York and I live in Arkansas still. Um, so let's sort of like, just like talk about that. Let's talk about our humble beginnings. Uh, let's talk about the bare bones of it all. Okay. Yeah, the, the foundation of it all. Yeah, well, so we uh, like had been acquaintances throughout like, I want to say like I knew of you at least, at the very least I knew of you in middle school when I was in middle school. Right. And um, uh, because of Anna and Gracie's friendship and mm-hmm. Gracie being close with you, I like, I like knew of you. And then, and then as we got older, like we would be in the same spaces and with the same groups of people. And like so many people I loved, loved you. And so it was like, oh my gosh, this is like, why am I not, why am I not, why have I not met this woman? <laughs> and, uh, and so finally, I feel like, um, I can't remember what the, the tipping point was, but it was some sort of, like, friend hangout, sleepover type deal. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's just, like, I've been obsessed with you. <laughs> and vice versa as well. <laughs> like, I've, I've known about you since, like, Anna and I were in Gifted and Talented together. Right. And then I was, like... I became less smart as the years went by, and I sort of fell out of the academic things. This um, is not true uh, for those <laughs> audience members that are taking her at face value. She's she's just humble. <laughs> she's brilliant. Molly Wheat is brilliant. So and, and uh, Chrissy is brilliant as well, and that is why we have remained friends, and that's what brought us to doing this podcast. Hi, Mr. Eleanor. Which, um, you should know, folks, that this podcast has been a concept for us since since podcasts started, like, I guess, revving up. Right. Since <laughs> since we heard about podcasts, we were like, we should definitely do this. And that's something that they said about quarantine is like, don't worry, like, no one is begging y'all to make yeah. a podcast. No, no one needs that. And so we said, you know what? We will. We, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> We're no one con- needs it. That's exactly the time for us. Low stakes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we're very contrarian, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, oh, you guys don't want that? Cool, we're going to give we it to you. We got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that being said, here are all the movies you don't want to know about. No, just, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like you and I, particularly when we would have these friend hangouts, I, we always would end up watching a movie within this this group of people and and I feel like you and I really were very um invested and enthralled by that experience Mm -hmm. um and I think so were all of our peers in that friend group like they were also very very much enjoyed the arts and enjoyed film but I feel like you and I have always like just really tapped into that in a very specific way I think it comes from us both being depressed in a very specific way. Yeah. And um, loving the immersion of... Experience. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. the escapism aspect of movies. Oh, my God. Cats, stop fighting in my lap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, so, a little, a little context. I'm watching Molly in her room with a beautiful white dog named Indigo on the bed. Massive, 
that massive gorgeous lady on the bed <laughs> and then we've got mr eleanor uh the king queen of all <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in my lap and um olive is here in the window and she right. was fighting him oh, while no. he was in my lap okay so we're we're putting the cats away <laughs> okay cats you're out of here get um, out of oh, town we love and respect you <laughs> you just have to love and respect me back, ma'am. Exactly. Yeah, she, she's making a podcast, guys. It's Settle. important business here. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, one of the movies that I feel like that you and I really, I one specific moment of just like getting lost in a movie with you was Pan's Labyrinth. On yes. Oh my um, god. At my mom's house, correct? At your like, mom's house. We had a sleepover, the two of us, and we were like, let's drink Mike's Hard Lemonade? <laughs> yeah. And, and do face masks? We and, did. We yeah. made homemade face masks. I still have the Polaroid of that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, it's just been a, a, a labor of love between us of like our our love for each other and how that is slowly becoming woven into our love of film. And we were like, why not marry these two as if they were ketchup? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> ketchup and mayonnaise, and then you have Thousand Island dressing. And then you have the best condiment of all. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yeah, because we also, just like our, our own mental states and like, just being able to relate in that way. We both grew up in Searcy, Arkansas, which is not exactly a mecca of culture, you know? Um, I just, I just so, got a fat mouth of rice and I'm trying not to spit it out because it's too real. It's too real. Um, all that we had was, we had Hastings. That was like sort of the haven oh of quote unquote yeah. culture or whatever. Just like anything, information to the outside world. Cause I mean, Obviously, we could have, like, gone to the library, um, but I'm only just now, like, realizing that as an adult that that's actually a useful resource, and they have movies that you can check out and, like, audio books and all of that. I'll <laughs> be honest, though. In our defense, I, as a kid, often perused the movie section of the public library in Circe, and I was not super impressed. Okay. Ever. That's fair. So I, I feel like we can give ourselves a little grace there. <laughs> Hastings, I think, was definitely a, a wiser choice of mm-hmm. choosing between the two, given the state of the town we grew up in. Because, guys, this town is like a dry county, if that gives you any idea. Yeah. Like, is it? It's not anymore, actually. No, it, right? it still is, but um, it's just that Harding no longer owns all of the liquor licenses, and that's why there's restaurants yeah. with liquor licenses. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so... For our entire childhood, Harding owned all of the liquor licenses, so. Um, So, yeah, we had a very, we had to take extra care and extra effort, I feel like, to um, really foster these artistic parts of ourselves, because the town that we grew up in loved to kill creativity, and, like, everything had to be commodified, everything had to be, um, you know, uh, purposeful, or had to be, you know... um, What's the word? Edifying to your Christianity and that sort yeah, of thing. <laughs> exactly. And then throw in the fact that we're both, uh, we're both women presenting people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we didn't get a, 
We, we just, I feel like we get overlooked as women in, in school and in, in art and all that stuff. And then on top of that, just like lack of access to it. Right. Was such an issue. and Right. Because I, I didn't have a computer. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we had uh, one family computer that like had to share with my siblings. So like information was like not as easy to come by. I didn't have an iPhone until like my senior year of high school. So, you know, like, you really had to, like, sort of fight to cultivate your interests in a real way. Mm-hmm. Exactly, um, yeah. And uh, I felt like you and I really supported each other in doing that. Whether mm-hmm. we were conscious of it or not, I feel like right. just having... Just having even sharing of, information. Yeah. Because it like, is such a commodity. Yeah, exactly. And, and um... And now we are so privileged to live in a time where, and, and be adults in that time where we have so much access to all this beautiful film and, and screenplays and theater productions and what have you. Um, so we're very, very lucky to have that now. I think you and I have a lot more access um, in the different places we have since moved. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and with that being said, I feel like because you and I have finally found kind of our groove with our creativity, it's like blossomed in such an amazing way. And Molly actually has uh, won several awards recently for a short film that she did called The Waiting Room. Uh, and yeah, she should talk about that. You guys should hear her talk about that. Talk oh, about no, that, Molly. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! You don't <laughs> hear me talk about that. I um, don't know what to do with the uh, like praise or. <laughs> it's like um, I like I, I want all the benefits of like being a male filmmaker, but I don't have it in me to do the whole like, you know, like um, just be super confident about like what you make and that sort of oh, thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's so. Um, like socialized out of us mm-hmm. to be comfortable with not only accepting praise in a in a healthy way, but also acknowledging that we do deserve praise. And right, a- acknowledging that, like, yeah, I did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, that felt really validating, and that was the first time that I was like, yeah, I am a filmmaker. I always have yeah, you been. Are. Um, but that was the first time that I felt like able to use the the language um or allowed to um because i had something to show for it or something to that effect Um, right which is unfortunate that we do feel that pressure of like we have to have created something and not only created something but also created it very well right to to validate this piece of us um Mm -hmm. so i feel like getting to do this podcast with you is also in a way, like, self-validating each other, of like, no, we are, we are film people. Exactly. Like, yeah. But, mm-hmm. anyway, Molly, I, I want to hear more about, um, the film that did it for you as a kid. Okay, the first movie that, like, just wrapped me up in the world of, like, creativity, or oh, it sparked an interest, we'll say, was definitely Superstar with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell. 
and it it makes so much sense because then in high school my favorite movie was Funny Girl and if you think about it they're essentially the same plot <clears throat> true and um, it also plays into sort of what we're talking about here um, and the whole premise of our podcast which is um, those were two movies about women who were told that they did not fit the standard of whatever or what have you and um, they weren't going to be able to make it so their entire journey and story arc was proving people wrong and um, I've sort of adopted that motive in um, I'm still working on it obviously because I can't um, talk about like yes I did win awards <laughs> um, but She's like oh my god guys give me a break <laughs> <laughs> Um, stressing me out. Yeah, but yeah, that that was it for me. It was the funniest thing in the world. I saw so much of myself in that movie. And um, yeah, I try to adopt that in things that I make. And um, it's just sort of how I go about life. And that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and with that, I want to know about... Uh, I want to know about the movie that did it for you, Chrissy. What was it? Oh, that that movie. The movie that, that movie. did it for me. <laughs> the movie that did it for me. Um, so there was, there was, I will say, I'll mention two, because I feel like both of them play a part. Um, but I think artistically, uh, one of the first films that I saw as a kid was a VHS copy of a live version of the movie Cat. But, you know, it's done very, or not the movie Cats, the uh, Broadway show Cats. Um, however, and, you know, even though it was live theater and maybe that doesn't count as being a movie, the whole it show was... <laughs> it counts. And if you watch, if you watch the film yourself, um, it was very cinematic, just because it's a musical. Like, I don't know, Les Mis is a musical that was a movie and it won a bunch of Oscars, so back off, guys! Right, so, right. Um, <clears throat> anyway. But yeah, I was obsessed with Cats. I was so involved in the story, in the music, in the dance, um, and I would just lose myself completely. And I would stop. I would stop watching it as a viewer, and I would watch it as a participator. Mm. And I would start to dance in front of the screen and learn the lines and learn the moves. And I would just mimic and mimic and mimic, and it drove my family crazy because of I course. then once that precedent was sent. I did it with every movie of like any film that was on I had to act it out as it was happening um, and so to that effect the movie Ace Ventura <laughs> um, was actually kind of uh, integral for me as like in the sense of like seeing that movie was the first time I saw a character on screen that I related to and I know that sounds crazy but as a kid I was very spirited, I was very wild and feral, and, um, you know, all of the stuff that as, as young girls were fed is, like, princesses, and Disney movies, mm -hmm. and, like, Polly Pocket, and My Little Pony, and I also was the youngest of uh, three daughters, and so by the time my parents had me, like, they had kind of given up on some amount of parental control, so for some reason... <laughs> As an elementary school student, I was watching, like, Ace Ventura and, like, like Austin Powers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the character of Ace Ventura, even though I will say now, 
the film has definitely problematic pieces, and you guys should be aware of that before watching it. It's very insensitive to some things. Um, however, that character was the first time I saw myself on screen in a way. Right. And it was in that moment that, like, like the world cracked open and I fell in love. Mm. I, I felt, literally fell into loving film. Yes, um, yes. Which sounds so weird to say. The origins were Ace Ventura. No, not at all. I mean, like, I'm, I'm same thing with like Superstar. It's like definitely not high art, but like the the scene where they're in the, um, they're at like mass or whatever at school because they go to Catholic yeah. school and um, she's with her friend and they're like, um, she's like imagining this photo shoot and they're like. Um, speaking in British accents and, you know, like, uh, <laughs> all of this. And then they snap back to reality. I was like, oh, my God. Like That's us. That like, is, that's that's everything. Like, that is, that's us. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It yeah. was going to be inevitable that we would be in film. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. It's not, there was just no question, I feel like, from the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that was, like, some of my like, when I think about, as a child, like, the things that brought me the greatest joy throughout the week, because, like, school was very difficult, I think, for both of us. We were both bullied, both, you know, had stuff going on in our personal lives, too, um, that made, like, real life hard, but when I think right. about the, the moments that um, were joyful, it was, like, on Fridays after school, I got to go to movie gallery, you know, the place where yes. like very similar to Blockbuster. Like that mm-hmm. was my highlight was getting to rent movies and watch it with my sisters and then eventually my brother as well. And like that was like such a huge communal piece of our family was watching movies and then going out to the movies, which feels so weird to say now. I know. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, I listen to the No Film School podcast, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not having a lot of hope for the future of theaters. It's um, a little frightening. It's a little um, bit grim seeming, and. Another reason why this podcast may seem an odd choice at the time, but like, <laughs> hey, we've been talking about this for a long time, you guys. Yeah. We gotta get, we gotta get it out. And you know what, there's just, there simply just is not enough media that focuses on what we're trying to focus on. So, like, back up. Step off. Step (laughs) off! Let us talk about our movies. Step off! Let us talk about our movies from 2007, okay? Like, you're not hardcore! (laughs) Unless you live hardcore! Um. Uh, anyway. I guess we can talk about Linklater at some point. Oh, we're going to talk about Linklater. He's a, he's one of the male exceptions. One of the few exceptions, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. But totally, like, to, it's, it's an incredible to me that to this day we are getting to read articles about how, like, overlooked female directors, like, female directors still are at the Oscars in 2000-fucking-20. Right. Like, um, it's I mean, to this day, obscene. Catherine Bigelow is the only woman who's ever won an Oscar. and Which is problematic also. Exactly, because all of her movies are, they're male Masculine. stories. And it's like, sure, you can like call it like turning toxic masculinity on its head. But honestly, I don't feel like she does that. No, uh, what, I, what I think she does is, is what I, I feel like is a subconscious version of her 
doing the cool girl trope of like, yeah, like I want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be a film director, but I don't want to like upset anyone, and I want to I want guys to like me, and I know this industry is male dominated, so I've got to work with that. And instead of pushing and dismantling the current like toxicity in film. She would just decide to play into it, which is very disappointing. She's not like other girls. Catherine Bigelow, she's not like other girls. <laughs> she's not like other girls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Mm, lots to say on that. Ay, yeah. Ay, ay, yeah. Ay, ay. There's, there's even more about her that makes it also sad that she's the only, mm-hmm. only like, um, face for us right. as, like, female film directors, like, as an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. There's so many women in film that deserve this spot so much more. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So this is part of this too. Like, this is our propaganda to get <laughs> women, <laughs> women, like, we're just gonna keep berating you and like, giving you a barrage and spamming you with like content about women until you guys actually listen to us. Yes! And like, watch <laughs> these movies, okay? Because... We've got some good things on the docket. Oh my gosh, coming up soon, Water Lilies. Water Excellent Lilies, that's film. our first episode. Um, spoiler alert, that's our first episode. Uh, <laughs> this is the pilot. Welcome to the, the pilot. pilot. Welcome, welcome in. This is the the prologue to the, prologue. To, the to the journey. To the journey, to the the series, mm-hmm. to the the conversations which are all part which are all pieces of a larger ongoing conversation, which will hopefully be ongoing for a long time. And exactly that. This, I couldn't have said it better. Like the exciting part about starting this podcast now is that I feel like even though things are still very shitty and problematic in a lot of ways for women in film, it's, I'm, I, I'm hoping that I'm seeing an upward trajectory and then mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing progress, even though it's, it's. I feel like it's not going fast enough for me. Right. Um, however, it's still happening. So, mm-hmm. um, but that being said, that's why it's so exciting to start this together now because there's going to be just a continued conversation about women and, and non-binary people in film, and we're just going to keep seeing this amazing content come from people and like their stories that are have been unheard for years because mm-hmm. society has boxed all of us in if we're not like cishet white males <laughs> right right um where it's like that box is finally being unlocked and like slowly we're all oozing out and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. showing showing each other like our gifts and that's so exciting to like be on the frontier of that together yes 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 you love to see it, honestly. You love to see it, and as we they do say. Stand. <laughs> um, right. So that's sort of our plan with the future of this podcast. We do intend for this to be a long-standing installment in your um, listening ears, um, and um, as for structure, you know, we're just kind of figuring it out as we go along. And and I think that's okay, because that's what men do. That's what men do, and nobody gives them shit about it. Right. So we'll just be, we'll be picking a movie every week that we both will watch. Some we have seen before, some one of us has seen 
some the uh, like the other of us has seen and um some neither of us has yeah seen yeah so we're, we're, we're just making sure to go in with fresh eyes and taking notes and um just kind of like seeing what stands out to us like what's what do we need to talk about every time and mm-hmm. kind of we'll, we'll do like a little light info about um each director um especially if it's a director we haven't talked about before which like every episode will be a new director at this point so yeah that's more speaking about when we get further into this um but yeah that that's sort of the plan and we are very excited for our listeners to give us questions share their stories with them like um if you have suggestions let us know if you have things that you would love to hear us talk about or things that you feel aren't being talked about enough in this industry, like in the comments, please let us know. We are we are here for each other a lot, but we're also here for you. A lot yes. of it's for us. We're, <laughs> yes, we're trying to like start an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Like we, we're just trying to start the conversation and we want it to be something that people can contribute to and um, ask questions and, you know. Yeah, and like even even the tougher ones, like send us send us your hard balls, send us your curve balls, send us all the balls. The screw balls, the Just just don't send us any any explicit balls, please. Yeah, please no. <laughs> For please the love no. of God. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. I guess um that's sort of all we have to say in this introduction prologue episode. Um we hope that y'all will join us again next Friday for our first real deep dive into a movie and we're going to be talking about water lilies directed by celine siama if you haven't seen that now is your chance to go ahead and give it a watch so that you can be in the know i don't think we really give any spoilers do we i don't think we give any any true spoilers you know obviously there's some details sprinkled in right but that that's a a movie that's like very slow paced. It's all about the subtlety. There's no like mm-hmm. big reveal um, mm-hmm. that we that we gave away or anything. Um, but yeah. So with that, lovely listeners, we are so excited for you to join us on on our journey together in this film cast. Yes, Molly, I love you so much. I love you too, Chrissy. Um, and listeners, we love you as well. Yeah, so hard. We love you so hard. So freaking hard. I love you harder than most. <laughs> so I don't think you have a choice. You, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. The music for today's podcast is The Definition by CJ. You can find more of his music at cjmakesbeats.bandcamp.com.